This is the hardest thing for me to do is make sure this is on. Hello, my friend. So I was talking with Deb today, and uh, I've been having a lot of hits about time, you know, the influence of time. It's not, time is not a thing. It's not a thing called time. Time is part of the streaming of the dream, so to speak. You know, the mind is dreaming, and, and one of the two, the two big equations of it are space and time. Yes. So I was talking about how the influence of time and all your thoughts are drenched in it. If you're following the thoughts, you're definitely uh, under the, under the uh, tyranny of time, so to speak. So I remember I was telling her, and I said, oh, this has been happening all day, and I went to Berkeley to see this acupuncturist, and uh, the guy who does my shirts, T-shirts, was there, and I was going to go pick up a triple X that he didn't have for this guy for Staten Island, special order. So I went over there, and I was hoping, and you know, I have this concept also of traffic, and I want to make sure I get over the Richmond Bridge before I hit traffic. So this guy who's got the shirts, he brings a shirt out, and then he says he's not doing well, and I realize he wants to talk to me. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I had just thought, I was just having this realization of time, and there it is. I could feel something was like attempting, there was like this urge to move as the action figure, because there was this conceptual thing I was trying to avoid, which wasn't happening, called traffic, and I need, and time was uh, my ally, and it now had turned into my enemy based on him. So, and I could see that he really needed to talk to me, but I was, if I had a watch, I would have kept on looking at it, seemingly. But I just, as soon as I, it dawned on me, Jesus, this is, this is the illustrated version of what I've been entertaining about time. It's, he's just given me a perfect illustration, like in a, a graphic comic novel, you know. At times I said, I just gave it, I just stopped there, and I held the space, and I, he wanted to go through his stuff, and everything like that, you know. And of course, everything was fine. And it would have been no matter what. But the whole point was that sense of time. And I know people who, let's say, they go out, and I asked them, well, what happened? And they said, well, last night I had this feeling. And I said, all right. And the feeling, and I thought it was never going to end. Here comes the insertion of time. And so I fucking got high. Yeah. Because with, if I felt this way, and it was going to be forever, that seemed like the most logical thing to do, which it was, if that was true. If the feeling was going to be forever, you might as well get loaded which is the logic of the addict, yeah? But you see, it was just a feeling that's nature is to come and go, but the mental state downloaded some time into it and says, you're going to feel like this forever. You're apt to do almost anything. And there's the influence of time, yeah? You watch people, I take hikes with them, and then I can watch them, and they're like two steps ahead, and it's almost like they're thinking about where they're going to eat lunch after the hike, or usually about the next hike they're going to take, instead of being in the hike they're in, because they are, as the action figure, that's all there is going on, is this moment. But the mental state injects time into it, and what happens is this, this dominance of time causes you to miss, in a sense, the timelessness of it all. 
So you're on this escalator or you're on this conveyor belt, always moving, and it promises you, oh, forget about this. It doesn't say it this literally, but it's basically it is, forget about this moment because there's a better moment ahead or there's a really scary moment and if you don't fucking do something now instead of what you're, instead of what you're doing, it doesn't matter what you're doing, it's always going to point out you should be doing something instead of that. You better get on with it. Or the big boogeyman is going to step on you. So again, here you are, just like in this situation. People Usually when people are flipping out at a meeting such as this, it's not that they're responding to what's happening here, because there's no threat. But they're reacting to, not, to, to other times. They're reacting to the last week and next week. Recognize the addiction. Recognize the form of the slavery. And that's what frees you. Yeah? When you see how you seem to be bound, you'll realize that there is no way what you are could ever be bound. Unless what you are was in cahoots with it. And you can sort of pull that vote yes, that, that I to a name. Yeah? You can start abstaining from it. So if you don't follow the thoughts, what are you going to be liberated from? Your slavery to time. Yeah? It's not saying if you don't have thoughts, because thoughts are going to happen. But if you don't follow them, if you hear them but not listen to them, yes, you will realize all there is is now in a most deep way without the bookend of yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah? You'll really see what here is, not the mental here that we're trying to get into so much with all these practices. What we're trying to get into is a mental here, because the here that we're in, we can never not be in. So there's got to be a whole different idea of the here that you're trying to get into, or it's, it's got to be a conceptual idea of the moment you're trying to get into, because the moment we're in, we are. Yeah. We are the moment we're in. So there is no way in hell we've ever been out of any moment. That's why the solution is grounded in timelessness as one of its qualities. When the solution dawns on you, it's immediate. Yeah? And when it, what it tells you without saying anything, it's always been this way. It's never not been this way. All that way you thought was real is totally erased, and not, it doesn't take any time to erase it because it wasn't so. The erasing is like with no time. Yeah, I I had it once. I had it once in the in the hospital. I was doing. They were giving me a uh, a local operation on my leg, and so they built this little wall right above my knee so that I couldn't look at the doctors working on the leg. So they gave me a local anesthesia. So only that area was uh, was numb. And so I was sitting there, and there's those giant aluminum bowls with the lights in them to put the most light they possibly can. And one of those free samples occurred where, but this was a sense felt. It wasn't clarity. It was like drenched in sense feltness of just well-being. Yeah, And it came over me instantaneously, and when it did, and then it seemed to dis disappear, it never did, the mind just moved on, and after the mind moved on, it brought this something with it, 
to back into time, and I realized everything that I that's ever happened to me or I've ever done to this mo- moment was worth it just for that. In other words, 40 chalkboards of all these chalk scribblings, like, usually they're the same thing. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm a lack, I last, or whatever. It's not like this huge epic story. It's basically the same sentences with different nouns, you know. She, Helen really fucked with me. Wendy really fucked with me. Deborah really fucked with me. <laughs> it goes on and on. All of that was erased like that. Took no time whatsoever. There's nothing to displace. A lot, in a sense, you could, you could say that we're looking for timelessness, but we're looking for timelessness through time. Yeah. We're attempting to use time to find timelessness with all the practices, all this and all that. In a sense, they could be construed as a vehicle to get to where we already are. So to me, one of the greatest services of anything you ever do is that it will exhaust the drive to do anything. (laughs) The system, its greatest success is its ultimate, its absolute failure in finding what it already is. (laughs) That's its greatest success. So, you may not come to it immediately, but if you practice long enough, you'll come to it at the back door, which is, fuck this. It's failed me completely. And then, man, maybe you'll see it dribble down the wall and you'll wake up. (laughs) But what are you waking up to? You're awake. And so when you wake up to your awake, that awake wasn't brought about by a waking up. So... (laughs) It was always that way. It always is that way. It never not could be that way. (laughs) So, what do we do? We're just taking one extraction, simple operation. We're not trying to neuter all the thousands of thoughts that go through the head every day. We're just questioning the one that precedes them all, the mind. That little word, my, implies a whole lot. It means you have somehow something to do with what you have nothing to do with. (laughs) And that you, because it's you, that you should have some power over that, which you have no power over. And then the attempt to try to control our drinking or to control our feelings is always going to end up producing tons of failure because it's based on a false assumption that I can hurt these because they're mine. So we also get the mind. Tons of feelings you have all day. Let's just don't forget about the feelings. Look at the mind. Is there a feeling that comes or a sense that comes over you when there's a feeling? Is that sense that I'm the feeler? It's not usually stated loudly anymore. It's just an assumption or it's implied or insinuated. But it goes on. So every feeling that happens and goes through, it's being used to point to the feeling. All the thoughts, that's why all the gibberish, and we go, why is, if this thought system is our navigational system, why does it think tons of the thoughts it thinks, you know? It seems like, how many times does it have to point out that I'm a loser? (laughs) 
mean, I mean, if it, if it was meant to sort of promote me being something other than a loser, maybe once would do, but not like thousands of times every week. Yeah. So you see, the thought system is, isn't what you. It's not. It not. It may not be, and its intention may not be what you think it is. It may not be there to promote your well-being or to propel you into happiness, joyousness, and freedom. It may be for one thing and one thing only, which is to reinforce the sense of being a someone. Yeah? To reinforce the sense of being the thinker. The feelings, to reinforce the sense of being the feeler. This, the perceptions, to reinforce the sense of being the perceiver. The seeing, to reinforce the sense of being the seer. The hearing, to reinforce the sense of being the hearer. Yeah? So let's say there's what? We talked about eight, nine faculties or processes. So there's only nine bridges from the mental state called selfing over the bridge of my to claim the thinking, the feeling, the seeing, the tasting, touching, to reinforce the idea, this insane idea that you're a special someone. Yeah. Where it has no credit and no resume of its own, it just uses conscious contact and manifestation to, to verify its story that you're the one. Yeah. Through the act of claiming. So it's claimed all the facilities, thinking, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching... Every time one of them is claimed, it, it evokes the sense of being the one who thinks, the one who's seeing, the one who's feeling. And that one is a mental image of you as a body, basically. Yeah. And so all day, we are the camera, we are what's being filmed, we are the editor, we're the critiquer, yeah? and this movie gets made. Yeah. The same... The same Process, mental process that I like to call selfing, is the reviewer, it's the critiquer, it's the production manager, it's the set designer, it's the hairstylist, it's every part in this one big fucking movie, and the only audience it has is itself, yeah. and the only place it's running is seemingly in your own little head. A very small theater. <laughs> and unfortunately, they've disguised the fire escapes, and so you, when you seem to be in there, you don't seem to be able to get out, so you got to go to some insane thing, like drinking huge copious amounts, or doing tons of drugs, or jumping off a bridge with a cord on, or sleeping with your best friend's wife when, when he's in the other room, somehow giving my, yourself an electroshock, because I'm really alive, whatever. And yet, it always has to be resuscitated, given mouth to mouth, but this is mind to mind, mental to mental. You know? You're just blowing yourself, basically. <laughs> You're giving yourself a hum job. It's just like, on and on and on and on and on and on. It's all about you, and you're not that you. All the mind needs is to hear the possibility. It can do the rest. I have faith in it. One thing that can block it off in this dream, though, is if it doesn't hear the possibility. It may not come up with it itself out here. So maybe you need to have a, 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 a realization or a moment, or maybe hear it from some outside source. Maybe you'll see a dolphin or a person or whatever. 
but something will trigger it. And once it's in there, it's like the, it's like a divine virus. Yeah, it will grow. It won't vanquish the system. It will just erode the falsity of it. Yeah, it will just erode it. It's sort of like it will bleed from inside out. It's not trying to get it from outside and apply it in, but it goes inside out. So it. The film and the way you think it is is on is a very very thin little surface appearance called the mental state, and then this huge huge non-appearance will come in and just soak through it. Yeah. So now what you used to think was way in the background, which is the space or clarity or consciousness, will now be in the foreground, and then all the particulars that seem so important in the foreground will move to the background. And you will get a hit. You can explain it as the horse is finally in front of the cart. Yes, it, the horse now is in its right location. It's in front of the cart where it can pull the cart. Yeah. <laughs> and as my friend says, you will see blue is blue and red is red, and then things that used to be very baffling and confusing, you will intuitively know what to do or what not to do. Yeah? All this stuff they talk about in AA. AA has been pigeonholed in, a, in this world as only for alcoholics and drug addicts. It's one of the greatest ways to neuter a really, really, really nice invitation that could be used by all. Yeah? Because if you read the book, you'll intimately experience everything they describe being the problem and or the solutions effects, you'll have an intimate feeling of them, and some of the solutions and the, and the descriptions of the solutions are pretty fucking supreme. Like, you will cease fighting everyone and anything. You'll be placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. Yeah. And what do you think you are other than your thought and effort? in the mental level. The mental level is all about thought and effort. It's all about being the thinker and the actor. And yet it says there, it will happen with no thought or effort on your part. Basically, yet that false part you've been playing won't work here. But the other part, which ain't a part, will be what comes out. Yeah? While all that is dismissed or 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 lessened by lack of interest and attention, now you start having quantum realizations. Things happening with no time to do them, no, nowhere to get them. They just come in and they seek expression through you, just like the alcoholism came in and sought expression through you. Then that you isn't you, this opportunity called a body or a living sentient being right now. And you comprehend the word serenity and you know peace. You know it intimately. You're not, you're, it's not good enough anymore to think you know something conceptually. You see how, what an empty bag that is. Because now you've got the flesh and blood of what you used to only have a fucking conceptual skeleton of. You actually have the feeling of okayness. A sense of it, yeah? Your well-being exudes. It, it, it spreads like molasses on a table. Yeah. Things start... All those different partitions, the partitions upon partitions upon partitions, they all start, they like misting out, and all you get is that one big oneness, and it's not even oneness, just thusness, yeah?
You don't get relief from time through time. You don't get an answer to the mental problem through the mental state. Yes? If you thought yourself into something, you're definitely not going to be able to think yourself out of it. These become obvious. So now, you very rarely push what can't be pushed. Yeah? You don't spend time trying to make something something it's not going to be. You move on. Because that's, that pot of gold you believe is behind that thing or that person or that, that pot of gold has been dismissed. You're the pot of gold. You are what you've been looking for. You. Not as you as the action figure, but you as what you are. That is what you've been looking for. So as lovingly as St. Francis said, what's looking is what you're looking for. Period. End of story. What's looking is what you're looking for. He doesn't say who's looking. He says what's looking. What could not be defined as a who that's looking. It's the who, the sense of the who that's looking is what's driving us crazy looking for. So, we had that share the other day and basically you've been introduced to this design for living. If you're concerned about the the daily goings-on in life and how you're going to be able to take care of necessary needs and wants, the idea through the easiest way to go is surrender. Just turn over the will and the life over to the care of that power that you've been introduced to through the auspices, let's say, of, of recovery. Surrender to that. Yeah, and you'll grow in a knowingness that inherently you're okay no matter what happens. Yeah. Like someone said, we do this inventory process. I really liked it, and a lot of people believe if they do the inventory process about their resentments and their fears and their harming other people, that everything's going to get better. But basically, what happens is you just you're able to accept things as they are. That's the real bonanza. Not that everything gets better, but yet you have the ability now to accept things as they are. Acceptance isn't like an action. It's a result. Yeah? If the mind changes and shifts out of a, one modality and more into another one, which isn't based on self, acceptance comes along with that new package deal like the cable company. You know, you get internet, TV, and fucking something else. Well, you get acceptance, serenity, and peace. <laughs> there won't be any self-channels. <laughs> You're not going to be on every channel. <laughs> this this non-self cable is very... <laughs> Package dealers, you'll get you'll get acceptance, the ability to be in the moment. <laughs> Let's say I'm passing out grades today. All right, Marco, you get a ninety. You're really in this moment. I can tell, Chris. 
you're going to get an 80 because you can't wait to try those shirts on in front of a mirror that you're, you're familiar with. Get a real shot of it. Dev, what's fast? You come back from summer recess. You come to summer school. Zenmark, oh yes, he's definitely sitting in the moment like a big squat Zen sword master. <laughs> I'll give you a hundred based on history. <laughs> Who the hell are you going to go to like a notary public and so understand that you're really in the moment? <laughs> Where are you going to get? How, how can you be accredited with, you know, all right, you passed. You were in the moment this year quite a lot. <laughs> You've never not been in the moment. How can, how can, you, how can you start putting degrees and, and, and uh, bars up in a, in a place that can't be the only way you think you can contain it is by conceptualizing it, but that doesn't change a damn thing. It just adds like a, it just adds unnecessary embroidery to it. You may think you're a sergeant or a lieutenant or a colonel in the in the army of the moment. <laughs> I'm AWOL. I laughed. So yeah, that's it for today, I guess.